Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we get into the stories, I need to give a disclaimer for story number two and story number four for mentioning violence and rape. It's not something that happens all throughout the story, but it is briefly mentioned here and there. So if you want to avoid stories like that, now you know. All that being said, remember, you can send any scary story you have at southerncannibal.com. And without any more further interruptions, let's go ahead and get started. And remember to always stay hungry. My name is Nicole, and the story happened when I was 20 years old back in 2017. My first job was working at a bagels company that some may know. I personally don't care if I'm allowed to say the name or not, but fuck it. It was Brugger's Bagels. It was one of the busiest locations in the state, as it was right across the street from my hometown university. It had its good days and it also had its bad days where there were entitled folks, snobby rich students, and the most interesting of characters. From a white middle-aged man being very obvious in taking pictures and videos of female customers, another white middle-aged man loudly talking about his attraction to young women as young as 16, which is very wrong and extremely disgusting. Then there was one very interesting character, however, who I named Dark Roast Guy, since that is all he literally gets every time I saw him. He was a tall, skinny white man who wore the same outfit. A bucket hat, sunglasses that he never took off, a wider bay shirt with browner bay shorts and hiking boots. On the weekdays, I took the closing shifts, which would run from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. During this time, I would be tidying up the lobby and prep meals for the next days, aside from helping customers, that is. Despite how busy the afternoon shift can get, my manager always had two closers. One is often the person who handles the end of the day count, which is very often the shift leader, then there would be someone like me who just handles the customers and the to-dos for the next day. On this particular day, my first encounter with Dark Roast Guy was creepy. My shift leader Eric was handling the coffee station while I was handling the food station. Eric is a really nice guy, and he rose up quickly to become a shift leader after I taught him everything I know. We joked around a lot, and we always got our shit done in time. So this was just like any other day. Dark Roast Guy entered and ordered his usual. I was tending to a customer, and I saw in the corner of my eye that Dark Roast Guy was not looking away from me. At first, I shrugged it off because I figured he was just looking at the menu. Remember, he never took off his sunglasses. After I brought the customer their food, I rang them up at the register. Dark Roast Guy never looked away from me. I stared at him questioning if he was already rang up, which he quietly nodded. Okay. I walked to the back of the kitchen and I began prepping the vegetables. After that, I told Eric I was going to sweep the lobby and tidy up. As I was doing so, I noticed Dark Roast Guy was sitting at one of the table booths that were near the second exit reading a newspaper. No biggie. I returned to my cleaning, but still I felt him staring at me. I casually turned to make it look like I was checking if all the tables were wiped down. Now, you know how on TV you see a man reading a newspaper by holding the newspaper up as they then turn the next page by making that loud shifting sound? Well, I shit you not, 
dark roast guy was being extremely obvious that he was looking at me because his head stood out on the side and when I pretended to be checking the tables like I mentioned before, his head quickly returned to the newspaper and he made the newspaper sound to make him look like he was flipping the next page. I couldn't leave the lobby with half of my work done, so I powered through the lobby as quickly as possible and I returned to the front of the store where Eric was now helping a customer. After he was finished, I took him to the back and I had voiced my concern about Dark Roast Guy. Honestly, I thought Eric would have dismissed me, but instead, he had me stay at the back to work on the dishes while he handled the front. Eric walked to the lobby to take out the trash, and he noticed that Dark Roast Guy moved the booth seat across from his table to get an opening view of who he assumed was me. But once he saw it was Eric bending over to take the trash, Dark Roast Guy pushed the booth back in its original place. Our shift wrapped up at about 5, and Dark Roast Guy left a while back. Trust me, this was not the last time I or any of my former female co-workers dealt with Dark Roast Guy. Over the course of about two years, we dealt with his very obvious creepy antics. Many of my former male co-workers knew, and they made sure they were the ones to help serve Dark Roast Guy and not us women. However, my manager was the one who dismissed all of us saying he's a loyal customer and then we just have to deal with it. Another incident happened where a new female coworker joined us. One morning, Dark Roast Guy enters and orders his usual coffee and he asks for a cream carton. Eric hands him the carton and Dark Roast Guy notices the new girl named Dana. His shaking of the cream carton went from regular paste to suddenly very fast and hard. Anna noticed and she asked if he was okay but he didn't say a word. I ushered Anna to the back and I reeled her in from the latest about our loyal customer and she was baffled. Well, it didn't really make things any easier for her as our manager ordered Anna to take out the trash from the lobby and wouldn't you know, Dark Roast Guy was sitting at his usual spot. Though he didn't have a newspaper to hide himself from being obvious, you can definitely see that he was peeking over the booth to stare at Anna. It didn't make it any better when Anna had to walk past him to get to the trash that was next to the back exit. Dark Roast Guy plopped back down in his seat, and he was now looking away from Anna. After Anna took out the trash, she saw that Dark Roast Guy was sitting on the other side of his table booth, staring straight at her. Officially creeped out, she got the manager. But once again, she was dismissed, as our manager just said that he was harmless. This went on for another two years. It was in 2019 when things really escalated. On my afternoon shift, I was now closing with Eric and our other coworker Andrew. Again, this was another coworker who I got along great with, and whenever I was closing with one of those guys, I knew we were going to have a really good closing shift. Well, it's around 3 p.m. and it's slowing down. This gives both me and Andrew time to finish our closing to-dos like usual. Well, I was in the back cleaning the dishes, and the guys were out in the front cleaning the coffees and cleaning the lobby. I happened to come out to the front, and I was helping a customer who had her 16-year-old daughter with her. After I rang them up, they had sat down in the lobby. Now, I didn't know that Dark Roast Guy had already came in at this point and had ordered his coffee. He wasn't sitting in his usual spot in the back. Instead, he was sitting more towards the front of the lobby and he happened to be sitting right near the mother and daughter. 
A man and a woman who were a couple then came in, and Andrew decided to help them out. I then walked back to resume my dishes. About 20 minutes go by, and I suddenly hear shouting. I ran to the front, and I see that the dark rose guy was now getting his ass kicked by the boyfriend. The mother was also yelling at dark rose guy, calling him disgusting and a pedophile. Andrew and Eric ran to defuse the situation, and then the daughter and girlfriend ran to me. Unfortunately, the dark rose guy managed to get away and quickly walked out as if nothing ever happened. I asked what had happened. As it turns out, dark rose guy was very turned on, not only seeing the underage girl, but also the girlfriend. The mother just knew something wasn't right, and she kept her eye on him. Well, after the couple sat down near both parties, Dark Rose Guy turned his attention to the couple, and he was fighting the urge to not fondle himself. He walked up to use the men's restroom, and the mother turned to the couple and voiced her concern about the Dark Rose Guy. The couple were disgusted, more so because Dark Rose Guy was staring at the daughter for quite some time. So the boyfriend entered the bathroom, and, well, he saw that Dark Rose Guy was openly jerking off. Shouting ensues, and all hell breaks loose. As you can all imagine, we were all absolutely disgusted by this. We took down their contact information, and they called the cops, and we notified our manager. After everything calmed down, we ended our shift. The cops couldn't really do that much other than take down our statements and a description of the Dark Rose Guy. Come to think of it, we never really knew his real name to begin with. He was a loyal customer, but hardly ever said a word other than wanting his dark roast coffee and cream. He never paid with card, just cash. Nearly a week after this incident, I clocked in for my shift. My manager pulls me aside. I thought that she was going to apologize about dismissing my experience with dark roast guy, but no. She was instead disappointed that we may have potentially lost one of our most loyal customers. She wanted to hear my statement, including everyone else who encountered Dark Rose Guy, and then afterwards was actually going to decide if he was going to be banned from the store or not. Everyone was floored and very annoyed at this point, but no one knew what to say. That was the day that I quit my job. I didn't even care if I was supposed to put in my two weeks. I was just done with my manager, and I had really hoped that I never encountered Dark Rose Guy ever again. I honestly don't know whether Dark Roast Guy was banned or even arrested. I felt completely sorry for the customers, myself, and my coworkers who experienced this. All I knew was that after I quit, a few of my coworkers followed suit, including Eric, Andrew, and Dana as well. I don't know what happened to them, but I really hope they're all doing great and working at better jobs. Today I still go to the university and I sometimes drive by the bagel place to get to my classes. I can still see my manager, assistant manager, and two other coworkers who I knew from my time working there. There's also some new people there as well, but I don't see Dark Roast Guy, and I haven't seen him there or anywhere near my campus, and I really hope it stays that way. I haven't gone back to that bagel place since. The story happened to my mom, and I have her permission to share it. When I was about 14 or 15, she worked part-time at a gas station. It was within walking distance of our house, so it was very convenient for her. 
I was old enough to stay home on my own at that point, and I had a lot of family and friends in my street just in case I ever needed them. There was a man in my neighborhood who we'll call Jack. Jack used to be good friends with my uncle, who was my mom's younger brother. They fell out in their late teens because Jack fell in a really bad crowd, and he became addicted to hard drugs and completely went off the rails. He also became violent, and he even went to prison for rape. He didn't live on our street, but he did live within our neighborhood. He was in prison for several years, and when he wasn't, he lived in various places away from our neighborhood. However, he ended up having to move back in with his mom, who was living in our town. My mom had to work a late night shift one day of the week, where she would finish work at 11pm. She would have to walk home afterwards. I know this is dangerous, but my mom felt safe doing it because she took precautions, and it was very close to our house, and the streets were very well lit. Our neighborhood was also considered safe, and it was full of busybodies who would notice if you even farted. Again, my mom is honestly a very badass lady who always pays attention to her surroundings, and she's always ready to defend herself if need be. She would also always call me and my grandparents when she walked home no matter what. Anyway, one night she was working a later shift when Jack came to the station. He was in the gas station buying snacks, and since he knew my mom, he had struck up a conversation with her. She was in full customer service mode, so she was very polite, but she didn't want to talk to him at all. Once she served him, he didn't leave. He stood at the side of the counter and continued to talk to her, despite other customers coming inside the gas station. This was at about 7pm, and it wasn't super busy, but not too quiet either. He did eventually leave, and my mom had told me about it at some point afterwards, and she said that she really hoped he'd never come back, because she really didn't want to have to talk to him. I can't remember how much time had passed, but sadly, he did end up coming back. This time it was the same day, but this time he was drunk. He was slurring his words and absolutely reeked. He started quizzing my mom on what time she finished work, and this immediately sent alarm bells off in my mom's head. At first, she refused to tell him, but he just kept pestering her and was growing increasingly agitated. She ended up telling him that she finished at 10pm because he knew the station was open 24-7 and he knew the way the shifts worked. She couldn't lie and say it was later than 11pm because he would have known it was a lie. He then tried to come around the counter and my mom shouted at him that he wasn't allowed back there. He started laughing and backed off, putting his hands in the air and then giggling like a toddler. My mom actually said it was the creepiest thing she had ever heard. He left abruptly and she immediately called my gran and granddad to then tell them what happened. Now, this is a good time to mention that the management at the gas station really sucked. You weren't supposed to be working alone, but oftentimes you did so anyway. So anyways, my mom was working alone on this occasion, and the night shift lady would be alone that night too. My granddad ordered my uncle to go down and walk my mom home at 11pm, and to inform the woman doing the night shift about what had happened. At night, the station was locked, and you had to serve customers out of a hatch. When my mom's shift was finally over, my uncle walked her home, and there was no sign of Jack outside. When my mom spoke to the night shift woman later on, 
She said that Jack hadn't been around at all that night. My mom still had to go to work though, and Jack didn't come in for a while after this incident. When he did though, he was still very creepy. My mom ended up getting the managers to change the day she worked so she could see him much less, and he never did ask her when she finished her shift again, but he would still try and flirt with her, which made her really uncomfortable and annoyed while she worked. It was at this time that we discovered that he'd previously been in jail for rape, and it really freaked us out just in case he was plotting committing a crime like that again, and targeting my mom to do it. Every time my mom went to work, I was honestly so worried for her, and I really didn't want her to go at all. I felt on edge, and I was really angry at Jack for being such a creep who couldn't let my mom just do her job. The story has an abrupt ending, because he had suddenly stopped coming into the gas station. We were still extremely cautious, but we later found out that he had stopped coming in because he was back in jail for yet another sex crime. I don't know exactly what he did this time, but I have a pretty good guess. This may not be that scary to many of you, but it was absolutely terrifying for us and my mom. Every single time my mom went to work, we were all so afraid and very concerned for her safety. Thank God she was okay, but the fact that he was released from jail after previously raping a woman, and then he went to jail again after harassing my mom for committing the same crime or similar to it, well, that's absolutely horrifying to think about. I can't help but wonder if he really was targeting my mom. I'm so glad that he never hurt her, but I'm also devastated for anyone he has hurt. We've since moved away from this area, and I haven't heard anything about Jack in years. I really hope that he's rotting in prison where he belongs. I was 18 when this happened. I had just graduated high school and I had started my first job ever at Taco Bell. I was working until midnight which is when the restaurant closes. I was with my two other co-workers Aubrey and Nathan. Well, at about 11.55, five minutes before closing, I hear a ding on the headset. Somebody was at the drive-thru. I told the person through the headset, Hey, sorry, we're closed. You'll have to come back tomorrow. There was silence for about 10 seconds. Then a guy's voice came on and then said, Um, what? You guys are open until midnight and it's 11.55 so I should still be able to place my fucking order. I replied back to him with, Yeah, I'm sorry, sir, but we stopped taking orders at 11.50. Please come back during regular business hours. Then the guy totally lost it. He said into the speaker in a furious tone, If you don't take my fucking order, I'm gonna come inside there and shoot all of you. Aubrey and Nathan also had the headset speakers on, so they both heard everything. Then Aubrey stepped in and said to the guy, Listen, motherfucker, if you don't leave right this fucking second, we're calling the police. Then Nathan stepped in as well and then said, Yeah, we've got you on camera. If you don't leave, we're giving the footage to our manager and the police, you son of a bitch. Then we decided to all go hide in the storage closet. Then I called the police while Aubrey called our manager. Then we heard a window smash, and then we heard a really loud... Where the fuck are you guys? Take my fucking order! The guy broke in by breaking the glass. Then about five minutes later, thankfully, there was a very loud, 
Hey, put your hands up where we can see them. The cops had arrived. We got out of the closet and greeted the cops. Then we told them everything that happened. The guy then cursed at us and chewed us out for not taking his order close to closing. And he said he was going to sue the restaurant and all of us for not taking his order. The guy also admitted that he was going to shoot us if we didn't take his order. The cops took him away, and the next day we showed the video surveillance to our manager, and the guy was banned from ever coming back to that Taco Bell location ever again. I need to provide a trigger warning for child abuse. I used to be employed as a child protection worker. A report came through about a stepfather who was being abusive to his children. I was given the investigation by my team leader. When I interviewed the oldest child with the police, she had very visible physical injuries and then told me exactly what happened. I'll spare the details, but it was horrific. As the children were in his sole care, we knew that they needed to be removed immediately. We sent a team of two workers out to the children's school while myself and a colleague called the stepfather into the office. I led the interview and it was horrible. He didn't even deny that he had hurt a stepchild, basically saying, that's my kid, I'll do what I want and you can't stop me. When I served him the paperwork, he absolutely lost his mind. He was swearing and screaming and he even said, if we were outside this building right now, I'd fucking kill you. We ended up running out of the interview room, pressing our emergency alarm, and I even had to make a police report about the whole thing. It got really messy. The next day, we had court for the children, and my manager decided I shouldn't attend due to everything that happened the previous day. My colleagues who attended told me that this man was at court, and that he yelled several times something to the effect of, Where's the fucking cunt of a worker who took my kids? I remember feeling a little freaked out, but it's not uncommon to hear things similar to this when you have to remove a child. It's understandable that emotions are very high. You build a bit of a resilience working in this field, and overall, I mainly felt relieved that those children had been placed with an aunt and were safe. About two weeks later, I had to stay back late at the office on an unrelated job. It was about 9 p.m. when I finished, and I was the only person there. I walked out the back of the building to my car. It was really dark, but when I got close, I thought I saw a shadow moving at the front of my car, just for a second, and then it was gone. I was about 20 meters away at this point, but it startled me. I stood there for a second just looking at my car wondering if I was just being paranoid. While staring into the darkness, I started hearing tiny little rustling noises. And whether I imagined them or not, all of the true crime horror stories I've ever heard then flashed into my mind. Safe to say, I really freaked myself out, and I then sprinted back into the building. I called my boyfriend to come and pick me up, explaining what had happened. By the time he drove up to the front doors, I had convinced myself I was just being silly, and I asked him to drive me around to my car. He circled around, and with the headlights shining on my car, I could very clearly see that all four of my tires had been slashed. I was an absolute mess that night, and I called the police immediately. I was pretty sure that this man was responsible, but as I hadn't seen him, I couldn't say for sure. 
I took a few days off and I came back to a meeting with my manager who had put together a safety plan for me and the other staff. She organized to have security escort us to our cars and said very clearly that no one was to stay in the building after hours alone. Then about a week later, a letter was delivered to the office addressed to me. Any mail that comes into the office usually just goes through our reception staff. Our lovely receptionist opened it, and it was a note that then said, You're good as dead, bitch. Those words were typed and printed. She was an older woman, but she burst into tears when she read it. It didn't say who sent it, but I'm convinced it was the same man. Over the next few weeks, letters kept coming, each one getting longer. They addressed me as bitch and homewrecker, saying that I kidnap and abuse children. It was just horrible, horrible stuff. The threats in the letters were the worst. The person writing them threatened to rape, torture, kill, and find out where I live and burn down the entire building. To be honest, the police were less than helpful. They basically said that given the nature of our work, they couldn't conclusively say it was this man, although they had questioned him. To me, it all seemed like a pretty massive coincidence. I'd never had anything like this happen before. They did say they were taking the letters very seriously and tracking down where they'd been posted from, but I never heard anything back about that. My workplace took the threats very seriously too. All of the security was bumped up across the building, and all staff completed refresher training on emergency management. One day on the way home from work, I noticed that a car was following me. At first, I thought I was being paranoid, so I drove down a bunch of little streets, and I then doubled back into the same route in a way that would make absolutely no sense. Even after all that, a dark green Camry was still paced a little ways behind me. I freaked out, but I had already planned in my head what I was going to do in this situation. I headed straight to the police station, planning to pull right up to the front of the building and then beat my horn until I had someone's attention. The second I pulled into the police station, the green Camry drove right past and then disappeared down a nearby side street. I sat there for a good 20 minutes too scared to get out of the car just in case they came back around the corner. It really dawned on me that in my panic, I had totally forgotten to get the license plate. That still upsets me to this day. I told the police what I knew, but they told me that the man didn't even have a car registered in his name. That was the final straw for me. I was a nervous wreck, and I was looking around constantly at work and home. I knew that he lived relatively close to me, so I even stopped going grocery shopping in case I ran into him. I stayed on stress leave for about a month, and I heard from colleagues that the letter still kept coming. I was very honestly ready to quit, but then COVID happened. It really changed everything. Everyone went into lockdown, and all access to the office was restricted. I started back working from home, driving a work car to and from appointments. I didn't go into the office regularly anymore only allowed in small working groups when absolutely necessary. Over the next year, the letter slowed and eventually stopped. By the time we were allowed back in the office, there hadn't been any sign of this man for almost seven months. About a year later, I left child protection. I don't know what happened with those children, but my hope is that they're very happy and safe with their family. 
As for the man who I believe stalked and threatened me for doing my job, please, let's not meet again. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, to always, stay.